got to say to us here in the sanctuary. We're going to be looking at um, this story. I, again, as I had mentioned, I absolutely love this. Um, as you see pictured up on the wall, and maybe guess from that, I'm an avid bass fisherman. Okay? Uh, some in my family would call me fanatical, uh, radical. Um, what you have pictured for you there is a calm lake, obviously, and the lure of all bass fishing lures. It is called a Lucky 13. Now, I am not a marketer for this particular lure, but let me tell you, if you like to fish for bass, this is a sure bet, okay? You definitely want this in your tackle box. And part of the reason is this lure is all about this business of the power of the pause. We have a boat up on Lake uh, Murray up in Oklahoma. And ever since I was five years old, my father had been teaching me how to bass fish. And I've learned a lot from him. I've learned a lot on my own. And I also do uh, a lot of reading. Uh, bass magazines, no less. And it was while I was reading in this one bass magazine that I came across this article that you see titled on the wall in front of you. There was this article entitled, The Power of the Pause, which caught my eye. And again, it pertains to this lure, this Lucky 13, which is a surface lure. And here's how it works, okay? What you do is you cast the lure out, and supposedly you hope you've got calm water, and you immediately start working the lure, popping it, twisting it, jerking it, causing as much turbulence and movement in the water as you possibly can. And then you bring that lure to a complete halt. There's power in the pause. You don't keep moving it. You stop it. And you keep it absolutely quiet because what's going on is during all of that turbulence and splashing and movement, you're driving the fish nuts. And it's when you bring it to a pause that the fish sees its moment. And that's oftentimes when you end up with getting the huge splash. No pause, no splash. I've really come to appreciate the importance of that pause because of the splash it brings. Just, I think it was last summer, up on one of my favorite lakes, through the Lucky 13, up against some brush, did the crazy stuff of churning up the water and all the turbulence, brought to complete halt. Power of the pause. And a seven, I'm not lying, I'm, I'm, I'm not lying, a seven and a half pound bass hit this thing and it was the biggest splash. It almost scared me, it was so huge all from the power of the pause. Now, in our lesson here from the Gospel of Luke, we see Mary enjoying this gift of the power of the pause. What is she doing? She's sitting at the Lord's feet, escaping the so-called and pausing from the pressures of the day. Now, when I looked at this, my question was, why is she doing this? Well, you can say, well, you know, it's Jesus. Well, of course you want to sit at Jesus' feet because what's he going to do? Well, he's going to talk to you. But 
Why do you want to hear Jesus talk to you? Which gets to the question, why are you here? I mean, there's some very obvious reasons, because maybe some of us have been made to come, and we're not necessarily here because of our own free will, but hopefully we're here because we want to be like Mary and hear the word. But my question still is, why do you want to hear Jesus speak? Why not someone else? Well, I think we can find some of those answers here in Jeremiah, for instance. Is not my word like fire and like a hammer which shatters a rock? The word packs a punch. It changes hearts. It changes lives. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God. It's profitable. It's good for us. For teaching, reproof, correction, training in righteousness, so that we who are of God may be, and I took the one word adequate and made it into three, complete, capable, proficient is really what it means. As well as equipped to do good works. That all comes from, again, sitting at the feet of Jesus in the power of the pause. For instance, in Proverbs, which, by the way, a quick little commercial, uh, Pastor Martin has been teaching. That's what's been studied in the adult Bible class. And by the way, that's the power of the pause too, not just worship, but also sitting at the Lord's feet in Bible class. Now, in Proverbs 1 through 6, what I have done and you can't see this, but I have all types of highlights here in yellow. Okay, all throughout chapters 1 through 6. And what I've highlighted are all of the places that God's word gives a blessing. And, and do this sometime. Proverbs 1 through 6. And you say, well, where does it really talk about God's word? I thought it talked about wisdom, you know. Uh, where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, wisdom is synonymous with Christ. Wisdom is synonymous with Jesus. Wisdom is synonymous with his word. Now, here's one of the things I have highlighted that comes to us from the word. He who listens to me, notice the personalness of the word. And, you know, we, we talk about scripture readings. It's really not a scripture reading. It really is Jesus speaking to you and speaking to me. He who listens to me shall live securely. Would you like to live securely? I do. Would you like to be at ease from the dread of evil? Well, it says, he who listens to the word will be at ease from the dread of evil. And we could go on and on. There's another one in chapter 3. The word of God will be healing to your body. Refreshment. Refreshment for your bones. You see, the difference in terms of the power of the pause versus our other kind of life of ripping and running is the difference you see pictured before you. Our life can be like, that's the Tasmanian devil. You know, constant movement, constant swirling in our life, constantly busy. That's what we do take a great deal of pride in. When somebody invites us to, oh, I can't do that. I'm, not, you know, I'm pretty busy right now. As opposed to being like a soaring eagle. When we are in the power of the pause... There's no Tasmanian devil. It's the soaring of an eagle. And by the way, do you know a soaring eagle needs to rest in a nest? Even a soaring eagle has to rest in a nest. The power of the pause in Jesus' word is also something like, and the reason why we do it, 
is this old-fashioned commercial called the Nest Tea Plunge, where they held this, you know, lemonade drink or Nest Tea drink, and they fell back, as you can see, into this pool of clear blue water. Well, I've got this guy holding the Bible, because when we are engaged in this power of the pause, it's like a Nest Tea Plunge. It's like God splashing his word of promise, for instance, in our baptism where he says, you're my beloved child with whom I am well pleased. But things are kind of messed up in my life right now. You're my beloved child. And with you, I am well pleased. That's the word of God splashing on us, meant to be for us refreshment. Do you realize that the word of God begins as well as ends on the Sabbath day, technically, okay? Now, you've got Genesis 1, that's all the first part is all about the six, seven days of creation, and then what happens in Genesis 2 is you have the Sabbath rest. God rested, okay, from his work, all right? And then you go to the book of Revelation. When was the book of Revelation written? Read in chapter 1, verse 10. It says, it was the Lord's day. So you got the Bible beginning with the Sabbath rest, which was the culmination of creation. And you got the Bible ending with the Sabbath rest, which means this word is meant for our rest. It's meant to be a time of refreshment. The power of the pause. And that's what uh, dear Mary understood with the word Sabbath. The word Sabbath meaning what? The word Sabbath, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, means to stop, to cease. And of course, the Jews began their day when? Not with, in the morning like we do. Their day began at night. That'd be cool. You start with sleep. Okay? That's how their day began. And work was the byproduct of the foundation of resting. We have it backwards. The foundation for our life is work. It's the first thing we do when we get up in the morning. And it's almost like the rest, the evening, is the byproduct. Whereas God would say in his word, the power of the pause, that is meant to be the foundation of our life. Heaven is described as what? A place of rest. It is one eternal recess in Christ. Hell is described as what? Total restlessness. Jesus says it's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, there's another person that we've got to deal with here. The lady that I refer to as mad, much-moving Martha. Mad, much-moving Martha. Mad, much-moving Martha is very distracted and she is angry. In fact, she kind of puts herself up as God. Because she says, Jesus... Look at all the stuff that I am doing, and I'm all by myself doing it, and you haven't told Mary to come and help me. So she was implying, in essence, Jesus, you're not helping me. What's going on here? She was playing God. How dare she think that she should give a command to Jesus to help her, when in fact Jesus was there to help her. Not the other way around. He was there to help her. But she was caught up in all the distractions, and that's why he said, you are worried and bothered about so many things. And that's what happens 
when we neglect the power of the pause. We feel alone, we are worried, and we end up bothered about so many things. Even Socrates once said, Socrates, beware of the barrenness of the busy life. Beware of the barrenness of the busy life. Being retired some five, six years, I would add to that, beware of the restlessness of retirement. The restlessness of retirement. Because when you retire, you suddenly are not working. Because work is so much of what and who we are all about and our meaning. But, but you don't do it anymore, so now what do I do? And then you start dealing with getting old. And you can't run, and you can't do things like you used to. And you're dealing with, quite honestly, I've been looking at my death. I don't have long to live. And there's a restlessness that comes with that. Luke 8, 14 talks about these distractions. The seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked under the worries, under the riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to maturity. Distractions absolutely abound. So what does the Word of God say about the power of the pause? Well, there's this great passage in Ecclesiastes 4. One handful of rest is better than two fistfuls of labor and striving after wind. How dare we think we can get by day to day without the power of the pause? Even a general by the name of Ulysses S. Grant came to realize the importance of the power of the pause. Listen to what he says. Up to this time, it has been regarded as an axiom in war that large bodies of troops must operate from a base of supplies, power of the pause, which they always covered and guarded in all forward movements. Jesus said only one thing is needed and that Mary has chosen the good part. The word is meant to be, it's good for us. I can't tell you how many times when I sit at Jesus' feet and I want to do an, have an encouragement for you, have something that you can write in as you are listening to Jesus speak to you through his word. I've got four or five of these filled of just listening to what the Lord is saying to me. And I could tell you just the other day when I was feeling a bit restless about some things in my personal life, that I came across Matthew 17, transfiguration, and the words where Jesus said to the disciples afterwards, get up and don't be afraid. Well, I heard Jesus say that squarely into my heart. Come on, Ross, get up. Don't be afraid. That's the power of the pause. So where is my Lord when I fail to pause? Well, where was Jesus when Martha failed to pause? He had paused right there. In fact, who paused first? Jesus did. We pause only because Jesus first paused for us. And that's why my favorite scripture, one of my favorite scripture passages, Mark 10, 49, where it says, and Jesus stopped. And Jesus stopped. That's when he healed blind, blind Bartimaeus. And every time that you and I cry out to God, Jesus stops. Every time we struggle with fear or anxiety or stress, Jesus stops for us. Jesus gives us the invitation, come to me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That invitation 
is meant to be that power of the pause for you and for me. Jesus was never too busy to stop into this world as he did for us. When Jesus came into this world, he was laid in a manger and he stopped for us as the God born in the flesh. And then he spent his entire life stopping to give rest to the restless. And then while hanging there on the cross, he was resting with nails in his hands, with a nail in his feet, resting to suffer the judgment for our restlessness. He took that. And then it finally came to the point where he said, it is finished, and it says he breathed his last. He paused completely. He died out of his love for you and for me. But that pause of death now becomes, through faith in Christ, the passage of the prize of eternal life. Let's say that again. That pause in death, thanks to Jesus, through faith in him, now becomes the passage to the prize of eternal life. So you remember what I said happens whenever you pause the lure, lucky 13, you get this humongous splash. Again, keep in mind, that's what the word of God is meant to do for you and me. To splash us with his hope, to splash us with his life. And I want to splash you for a moment with Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters, the power of the pause. He restoreth my soul, the power of the pause. I want you to listen to this next song that we're going to hear and let the song be a ministry to you in this grace of the power of the pause as we listen. Soar with you above the storm. 
your heads with me for a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for stopping in our world as that baby born in Bethlehem, for stopping in our lives through your word, in our baptism, as we eat and drink your body and blood. Thank you for pausing to be with us, especially when we are hurting and sad, lonely, or afraid. Give us, Jesus, the grace to know through faith in you that power of the pause. Splash us big time with all the promises of your word. Splash us with your hope. Splash us with your peace. Lord, we pray humbly for that gift of the power of the pause. In your name we pray. Amen.